You know, Tony? What's up, Roma? I want to learn about a lot of shit. But, uh, well, Roma, you don't, you don't have the time to learn all of the shit. There's too much shit. No. But you know what? What? You could learn more shit in very quick ways. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, got, you got a lot of friends, and your friends know shit. And your friends, they could probably just yell shit at you in like 30 to 45 minute intervals. And then you can acquire an approximate knowledge of all of the shit. And then you could know all the things. But, but how? I don't know. Probably like a podcast format. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to the Hyperfixation anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks to the Moonshot Network. And acquire your new Hyperfixation with me. Riley. Yeah, Andrew. Do you want to make a podcast? I do, but what would it be about? So, <laughs> last week you pitched me an idea that I don't think I gave enough justice to. Now, I want to bring up right now, if you ask my wife, you don't give any of my ideas enough justice here at the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't ask your wife. Uh, I... <laughs> What can I say? I don't respect you. I don't respect your wife. I, I think this should be clear by now. She's, she's um, always like, Andrew didn't laugh enough at that. <laughs> that was a good joke. Like, yeah, Andrew doesn't laugh that much. I know I get one big giggle out of Andrew an episode, and that makes me feel like I got it. I'm I'm immune to you by now. I've built up a resistance to Iocane powder, uh, so it takes like a big dose to get me. Um I've reached a point where I'm amused by you, but I rarely find you funny, which is a great place to be for a working relationship. Yeah, I'm glad we do multiple pieces of content with each other a week. With that glowing <laughs> phrase, Andrew, tell me about your wonderful idea, or it's like my wonderful idea, that your cold-hearted attitude did not let parse. Well, speaking of my cold-hearted attitude, uh, so... You pitched the idea of a podcast mashup, and mm -hmm. I, uh, like a fool, used it as an opportunity to talk about smart stuff again. Uh -huh. um, and then I was listening to a podcast this week, and one of the podcasts that I listened to is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast. What? Um yeah, I, I listened to it's uh, what's it called? It's called Prophecy Girls. Uh, it's really good. Um, I, you don't yeah. even listen to the popular. You don't listen to the fucking popular one. You listen. No, I listened. I listened to the good things, not popular things. Riley, I haven't evolved <laughs> since I was in high school. Um, but I no. So I'm listening to this podcast, and they're currently talking about uh, season four of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which <laughs> have you seen Buffy? No, never in my life. In season four, 
there are a couple of in not it's not like reboots in universe, mm-hmm. but like the kids are no longer in high school now they're in college. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the things is that instead of dating her on again off again very cool very hot boyfriend Angel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buffy starts dating the absolute most white bread dude in the entire world this guy he's not even exciting enough to suck he just Mm kind of like sucks by being neutral right yeah he's just like he is bland he's boring which is worse than being shitty yeah he's just like a bory like military guy turns out Uh. on the campus there's like a secret a secret military op to hunt down uh, monsters right he's a jrotc kid yeah, he just fucking sucks, right? Like, you already hate him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I can't help but feel like there's a gotcha here. So his name is Riley, and he's from Iowa. No! And <laughs> I was Damn listening to... hell! I was listening to... I was a little behind on, on episodes, and I was listening to a couple this week, and I thought, huh, <laughs> all of this Riley slander is stuff that I could be saying to my co-host <laughs> on the podcast minds at any given moment. <laughs> Fucking awful. Fuck Riley you. sucks. I hate this thing with Riley. God, get this Iowa guy out of here. I, I was not as on board with your idea until I thought, wait a minute. What if I just did a track of the podcast minds and spliced in anti-Riley comments from Prophecy Girls? Well, you could also, I've been listening to Dead Teen House Party here on the Moonshine Network, and they've been talking a lot about a character named Riley on that show who also makes exclusively bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Luckily... I- there's so podcasts don't slander Andrews very often. Uh, the one time I will say there was yeah. a podcast that slandered specifically a character quote uh, named quote Andrew from Argonauts uh, as a bit, <laughs> but I bet you could grab some of that from BB and B and splice that into something. Yeah, yeah, dig that up, dig that up. I'm sure there's shitty Andrews in media. <laughs> 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 I don't got a lot, actually. No, you're right. I guess I guess there's never been a bad Andrew. Never been a bad Andrew. The first Andrew walked with Jesus, and the rest <laughs> of us followed the righteous path. Worst Andrew. Uh, you think there's it's probably a, the prince. Andrew Johnson? The president? Oh, Andrew Jackson. He sucked. <laughs> well, no, they're all saying Andrew Johnson here. Is it not Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson did the trail of tears, so I'm not sure what... Andrew Johnson did that made him worse. <laughs> Unless you're on some right wing site that was like, this guy had a terrible tax policy. This is constitutioncenter.org. Uh, there's All been- right, that sounds like it could be. <laughs> it could be. I, I saw the word radical Republicans in here. Who the fuck is Andrew Johnson? I've oh, he never- got impeached. Was he one of those ones that was like there for two? Andrew Johnson's no, no he good, got terrible, very bad start. He <laughs> got impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. Fascinating. Basically, well. because he got rid of he got rid of a Secretary of War and replaced him with a Secretary of War that he liked, and then Congress did their job and said that's bad, so we're gonna get rid of you. <laughs> Something they never did ever again. <laughs> Something they're like, well, that's enough of that. That's the bad press of that. I can't handle doing that more times. <laughs> I'm sure some 
actual history scholars just fucking seething right now because it's actually an interesting story that we're just like, yeah, some old dude jerked off some old dude, and who could say what happened next? Some piece of shit fucking sucks. Some dumb shit idiot was out here. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing my luck, uh, this is the first episode my mom's going to listen to. So you want to hit us with another podcast idea? I do, Andrew. We talk a lot about musicals on this podcast for what I think are two people who don't like musicals. Am I yeah, right? I really, I really don't like them. <laughs> yeah, no, we're doing a we're doing a moonshot music league right now, and this week is musicals. And I've had to come to terms with the fact that oh, I don't like musicals, <laughs> 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 which has been hard. It's been hard, Andrew. And Mart, if you're listening, I'm sorry for coming out like this, but I think you already knew. Um, but Andrew, I think what we need to do to remedy this is yeah. we need to make a musical that's about something we care about. We we don't we don't care about spelling bees or comets from 1812 or I guess 9/11. 9/11. <laughs> yeah. We we care about podcasts, Andrew. And is there a podcasting musical out there yet? Specifically, is there a podcasting musical about two hosts that have a podcast where they pitch podcasts to each other? So here's the deal. I know that there are a couple of podcasts that are uh, like podcast musicals. Yes, but I want it the other way around. Yes. Exa- well, we want yeah, we want this to be it is a musical about mm-hmm. podcasts. In the same way is- that like the uh, murders only mur- only murders in the building is a show about podcasts. So, so to be clear, this isn't going to be a podcast. This is going to be a Broadway production about yes. podcasts. This is a pro- yes, yes, this is a multimedia production. We're expanding production, yes. in the new territory. We're still not pitching podcasts, but we are talking about doing uh, a doing a, a Broadway show uh-huh. uh, known for uh, success and making and keeping money. Yes, um, yes, which again, and we are two people who don't like musicals. All right. Is this? Are we trying to do the producers, but for musicals? Yeah. Is it the produce? Is it? Isn't Springtime for Hitler a musical? So no, the produce. I mean, it is in. It's a fake musical from. The the produce. So the producers is two guys <laughs> uh-huh. that are like, we need to make a show that's really bad, and they produce Springtime for Hitler because they're just uh-huh. like, nobody's gonna fucking like this show, uh-huh. and then everyone's just like, holy shit, what a funny show! Like, what a wild avant garde piece. Exactly, and so it becomes super successful, which means that like these guys now owe millions in taxes or something. There's mm-hmm. weird. There's weird stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. This is us trying to say. Uh, this is this is us making a musical about how hard it is to pitch a podcast. Is the plot just us trying to pitch each other increasingly worse podcasts, like this podcast is? Like, like we're like we are a a waiting for Godot style, just the two of us hanging out, but we are doing songs back and forth, and we step off, and there's stage changes as we go into our songland, and then come back to sit at our two independent desks. I think to stay true to our form, we can't do any complete songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In It'll, the same in the same way that fuck, we're not we're, we're not making podcasts. <laughs> we're gonna like start a song for each other, and then so the, the other one's gonna go no no no. That's 
Imagine getting a verse and halfway through a chorus and then halfway through a line, it stops. That's incredible. And then your character's going to go off screen. The next scene will start up. Your character will be laying in bed Mm -hmm. with a newspaper and your wife's character will be like, I think Andrew should have let you finish that song today. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was a banger. And Andrew didn't let you fucking finish that shit. I, I think, here's the other thing. Imagine the stage direction right now. You're sitting in the crowd. There are two desks. We are facing away from each other. Because you know we're we're in digital, we don't actually see each other during these recordings, right? <laughs> and so we are facing away from each other, two desks far side. And when we start singing the song, we stand up and start singing, doing our thing, yada yada. Uh, yeah, the we're other doing person, duo interp rules. That one's a joke just for me and the other forensics heads. Continue. The other people, and whenever we sing together it's on a delay we're doing like the echoes because discord has a delay if you try to sing at the same time oh no there's an idea we are this is us we have our headphones on and we are we are connected via discord so we are dealing in real time with the delay that comes uh as well as having to deal with like i can't hear an audience so i don't know how they're gonna react so it's not i can't really leave like a laugh line in my lines because i can't hear anything we have to have somebody piping in going like you're doing great guys they're giggling they're giggling broadway's fucking back baby we're bringing it back (laughs) podway baby podway I think this is great. We don't need any other ideas. We just keep hammering this one out. But Andrew, in interest of of giving you a pause and like letting letting you not think about musicals very quickly, do you mm-hmm. have an do you have another podcast for me? I do. Uh, so this one's kind of a two parter. Uh, <laughs> less of a podcast pitch and more of a comment. Yeah, more. So uh, our friend Eddie uh, wrote in and said a podcast that would make you a million dollars. And I have, I've, 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 I've tried to sell out so often. So like, I feel like we've got a bunch of those in the holster. We're ready to go. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I want to do the podcast that is a response to that one. Enemy of the show, GM Jeff Stormer wrote in and said, a podcast that would cost you $1 million, but you have to spend all of it releasing the episode and you can't buy anything that you will keep after the recording. So we have to stunt do this is what we're we're pitching the thing that Conan did the last week that he was on his night show before Jay Leno took it back over. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What's the what's the story know, there? You don't know. Oh, you don't know. You I'm surprised you don't know this. I know. About, was, I know about the host changeover. I don't know about the episode. OK, so there was a uh, like a week. Did, in which Did I Co- not explain to you the Conan O'Brien Jay Leno situation? Man, it does feel like we've done this. I could swear, I could swear that Wait, I, I, I told you about this story. How do you and you're not tr- know about it? You're trying to fucking Riley explain it back to me. No, you said I don't know anything about it just now. Just I don't, I don't know ago. about. I don't know about specific episode. What do you mean the last episode before it got no, taken no, back no, over? I mean, th- there's an episode where he has like a famous painting that he shreds. He gets like a fucking like big like fucking slushy cannon or some shit. I, I don't know about the episode, but he he's just like, I got one episode left in me and the budget for the rest of my season is X dollars. So let's spend all of it in one episode. It's we have a week of that and he spends that money. Every, it's it's lavishly expensive shit the entire time. OK, and so we we what do the, we we need to stunt cast a like we have a million dollars. We are getting <laughs> we're getting Yuri Lowenthal in the booth. 
We podcast with Sasuke. We buy the rights to Sasuke. Sasuke is in the booth with us for this episode. One million dollars is interesting because it's it is simultaneously a lot of money, but also not very much money. Because mm-hmm. like we could pay for a couple hours of Yuri Lowenthal's time. Mm-hmm. We couldn't buy the rights to anything. We couldn't buy but the rights to Sasuke. Could right? we license Sasuke? For one 30-minute episode. I have to imagine we could. My gut says no. I feel if like we, I, if I we, feel walk like up we don't and have go, the money to do that brand deal. We go seven. How much do you think Fortnite paid for Naruto? Oh, millions. Is that number out they there? They knew they'd make it back instantly. How much did Fortnite pay for Naruto? Like I, That number has to be out there. Epic Games has officially procured the rights to Naruto. But where? How much? How much? How much? How much? I'm looking I, at thegamer.com. I was I was looking at xputer.com. How? I because I have to imagine if we strolled up to fucking Toei Animation. I don't know who fucking does Naruto. If we stole up the Funimation and said hi, could we <laughs> could we rent no, this, Lord Beerus for an episode? I'm 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 reading this article, How Fortnite Gets So Many Licensed Characters. Uh-huh. And it says, How does man how does Epic manage to strike up so many fr- franchises? It's managed to do so in a couple of ways. And it says one of them is that they collaborated with people. One of them, Keanu Reeves, said that younger fans wanted him. And then another one was because uh, it's popular. None I, of these answers say the actual answer, which is they how? paid for the rights. Tell me how much it cost. Because that's the thing. That's the thing, Andrew. I think we could do it. I think we could get 30 minutes. We could pay for Yuri Lowenthal's time. We could pay for Sasuke's. <laughs> the image of Sasuke. Not even the image, the vocals of Sasuke. It's just like Sasuke's here. Believe it. <laughs> like we can't. You're not going to see him anywhere. Maybe I think he's he's in the mines with us on the art that day. <laughs> it's I, just I, the two of us walking away, and Sasuke's next to us as well. How much do you think it would cost to get Yuri Lowenthal on the podcast? Because I think. Do you want to say via cameo or like actually? Like, actually, and I mean, this is no offense to to Mr. Lowenthal. I think that you were drastically. I think we could get the entire cast of Naruto to come on an episode with with a million dollars. Oh, I know, Andrew, but like, I'm trying to I'm trying to make an offer that they can't refuse. You know what I mean? I don't want to like have to like pitch this to them. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like you want to drastically overpay. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, listen, hey. Hi, Yuri. It's a you might remember me from Never Believe It when I accidentally pretended to when be a you teacher to, to get you? your cameo. When I oh, lied to you. you. Had, accidentally? How'd you accidentally do it? Because <laughs> I was you slipped on a banana my, peel and then your face hit the keyboard and it I was unclear out, in my Hello, wording. I'm a teacher. I did not say I was a teacher. I said I am working with I, I am working with people on a art prod. I didn't say working with people. What was my exact phrasing? It was I have a group of students who'd like to learn about our Lord and Savior Sasuke Uchiha. <laughs> I'm helping I'm helping some young artists 
through a production, and I think it would mean a lot to them to get you to say lines from their production. Now, I am older than Sarah McCostumes and Ray, so I wasn't lying. I think think you're thinking too small. I think you're thinking too small by trying to get one meet, not even a real voice actor. You're getting a guy that goes into a booth and does a character all the time. We need a real voice actor like The Rock. Someone you get for a Hollywood production. If we're stunt casting, we're we not getting Kevin Hart. If we're stunt casting, we're not getting Kevin Hart. If we're stunt casting, we're going to stunt cast someone fucking good. We're going to stunt the fucking cast Super Pets. Pierce Brosnan. The Super Legend of the Super Pets. We could get uh, my favorite voice actors. We got Dwayne Johnson, Kevin no. Hart, Keanu no. Reeves, no. Kate McKinnon, John no. Krasinski, no. Ben Schwartz, no. uh-huh. Mark Marin. No. I'm saying we get Pierce Brosnan. We get an ex-James Bond on the podcast with us. I am on line three. I am on, good Lord, I am on line five. And I think this is where I'm starting to find people who I recognize as a voice actor and not just an actor. And I think that's only the case because this is, yeah, all of these people are just regular ass celebrities. Boy, it sucks to be a voice actor right now, huh? Do you want to know? We, do could, you want, we could get the entire cast of Naruto to come in for under a million dollars. Do you want to know how much it costs to get Pierce Brosnan for a live event? I bet he doesn't get out of bed for less than three k or three hundred three mil. Three mil? You are wrong. What's it cost? It costs two hundred thousand to get Pierce Brosnan. We could get Pierce Brosnan on the podcast. <laughs> James, you, you just want to get one. You are you gonna get reunite the dads from Mamma Mia and say please come talk to us on a podcast? Is that your plan? That's really fun. No, I just want Pierce Brosnan here because I like Pierce Brosnan a lot. But actually, how much has it got to get Colin Firth? Okay, so hold that two two hundred thousand. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Colin Firth is the starting range of one one fifty k to three hundred k. So let's put him also at two hundred thousand. That's cut. He's around a, a Brosnan. Around to Boston, and is it? Oh, Skarsgård. What's his first name? Peter. No, no. Alexander. No, no, no. no. Bill, Mama Mia, is Bill Anderson. What's your fucking? Who plays you? Who plays Stellan? Stellan Skarsgård. Ah, the other other Skarsgård. Uh, how much is Stellan Skarsgård charging for events? I'm surprised you can just Google this. I mean, same for what it's worth. Um, oh, 50,000. <laughs> Andrew, we can get. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you get 100, Stellan. Absolutely. Like, fuck it. I'm overpaying for you. We spent 600,000 to get the three dads from Mamma Mia. <laughs> this is when, you're, when your artist friend charges too little and you're just like, let me throw you a little extra as a tip. <laughs> yeah, here you go. I, I appreciate that you'll do it, but like, I, I want to know you are worth it, baby. Okay, so you're six hundred thousand to get the three dads from Mamma Mia. Uh-huh. We're obviously renting out studio space, uh-huh, and you know we're, what? We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get those gold plated HDMI cables that make things go through the wires quicker. Huh, how much does it cost to book at Abbey Road? Price to start about eight hundred dollars for recording with one to twenty four track. Okay, cool. So we're gonna we are going to record. We are going to book. Oh, $7,500 for Abbey Road. So we're going to book a session in Abbey Road. Okay. With Abbey Road Studios, the three dads of Mamma Mia, 
us. We got to pay for our flights, I presume. Yeah, yeah. How much does it cost to fly to England? Okay, about a thousand bucks, a thousand back. So that's two thousand dollars for each of us. The five of us. That's ten ten k for all of us. Pierce lives there, but here's, we're gonna fly him in. Here's <laughs> the deal. It's Colin. I think that the rest of the money we. I don't want to look bad in front of the dads from Mamma Mia. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I don't think we you want to look bad in front of the dads from Mamma Mia. Fitted suits, Andrew. The rest of the budget, I think that we spend, we hire Nathan Fielder to do rehearsals. <laughs> I think half of our budget has to go to us preparing to speak to three major actors. It costs to book Nathan Fielder. 15,000 is his highest level. Well, I mean, that's for him to like come speak in an event. We need him. We need, we're giving him a budget to say, hi, please recreate Abbey Road in a warehouse and then let us walk through a conversation with, uh, with the dad. and Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. And we'll tell him, like, hey, you can by all means make an episode of a TV show out of it too. Yeah. Go uh, wild. We're paying for this one. Your budget is about $500,000. Let's say four hundred thousand dollars. I think a hundred thousand dollars is going to be our. Uh, like it's going to be us shit, right? getting meals places. We got to do meal. We're eating. We're eating good. Oh, we are uh, eating, Andrew. We are eating divine. Yeah, we're getting chipotle with the guacamole. Uh, we're putting it on Grubhub, and we're paying for the express. Do you want uh, so to coming right to us? Do you want to fly to England, Andrew, or do you want to get on a boat? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to hire a shipping crew and, and, and sail in a wooden boat across the seas? We could do a we could do what the bachelorette did this season and rent out a cruise ship for ourselves <laughs> where we just drive around the french countryside how much does it cost you rent that probably costs more than a million ship. dollars hold on hold on let's see let's see let's see uh how much does it cost to rent a cruise ship yeah unfortunately that is gonna run us uh 500 thou uh so that one that one we're not gonna be able to do andrew but we might be able to rent a, sh- a shipping ship. How much does it cost to rent the Ever Given? <laughs> the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> Can it ferry us from our landlocked states to England to meet with the three dads from Mamma Mia? Hold on. It costs 300 to 400 K for a one-way passage through the Suez Canal? It's us, the dads, the ever given. We're in the Suez Canal. I'm I'm looking at, hold on. I'm currently looking at Suez Canal uh, uh, budgets. This reads like that drill tweet. <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, $2,560 for pilotage. Uh-huh. Three thousand for port dues. Okay, all right. Seven hundred yeah. for port authority fees. Easy peasy. Sixty-five, seventy-five for ministry fees. Oh, ministry. <laughs> Twenty-five, ninety for mooring fees. Okay, that's a boat oh, term. A hundred dollars for garbage dues. <laughs> Good. Fourteen thousand one hundred and fifty dollars for escort tugs, which is not a euphemism. <laughs> $10,360 for light dues. 
And then $444,000 for Suez Canal dues. Can someone that is good at global infrastructure please help me? My canal is dying. (laughs) Can you imagine spending $400,000 and then running a ground? (laughs) You fucking up. Now, does he have to... Okay, so the guy crashes the Ever Given, right? He, he He crashes it in the Suez Canal. That's still... I mean, he paid the fees for all the stuff, right? Like, he's covered uh-huh. for his single trip through the Suez Canal. Yeah, he got more of a trip. He got longer time in there. Look, that's, that's yeah, that's optimizing your Suez Canal dues. Did they find the Ever Given Oh, they, I'm sure they did. I I can't see if he was fined or not. It's not made clear. It's, Andrew. I'm Googling, is the Ever Given guy still a captain? He is. <laughs> And, he, and I think he went ashore recently. Yes. <laughs> I want a musical about the fail son that pilots the fucking African. <laughs> I want to know how he got there. I want to know why he's still there. And I want to know what everyone on that boat thinks of him. Eight, there was a boat that got stuck in the in the Suez Canal again this past week, uh-huh. and it's it's stuck there for about an hour and a half. It was the happiest I, hour and a half of my fucking life, dude. I didn't find out about it till afterwards. I was like, "Are you telling me that I was out buying a new cell phone in the amount of time it took for a boat to get stuck and then unstuck in the Suez Canal?" <laughs> that boat in the Suez Canal is the only thing that brought me that that brought me any kind of happiness in the past <laughs> three years. And you're telling me that it happened? They speed ran it while I was out, <laughs> while I was in traffic. I was in my own Suez Canal, and you all. <laughs> fucking just did a oneer for fun. He just said, "Hey, encore, encore." Meanwhile, this motherfucker's peeling the plastic wrap off my phone, and there's a boat out there that I could be finding out about. Through a beautiful phone that. What if he fucked up the peel too? Oh my god! <laughs> what if he peeled it back, and then while he was doing it, he was dragging his finger across the screen? Is there anything that a retail employee can do that is as bad as a person that sells you a cell phone pulling the plastic wrap off the screen and not letting you get that simple pleasure in life? <laughs> I feel like that's if a, that's like a bartender like sticks their thumb in your drink as they pour it. <laughs> like I just want to make sure I don't pour it too high. <laughs> it just like pours your drink a little too high and gives it a little up the top. <laughs> this is like there now you you won't spill it. <laughs> They've got like the head of the beer around their mouth. <laughs> just like taking a fucking bite out of it. <laughs> so this is what we're going to be talking about with Pierce Brosnan and company. Do you have a different podcast idea for me? <laughs> oh fuck! I I know you put out a tweet today, and I didn't. I retweeted it, but I didn't save it anywhere. So I have to dig back in my fucking history to find it. Let me. Let me. I'll just copy and paste it to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One of us takes the show seriously. I got you. I look at the hashtags. You look at the mentions, Andrew. This is how it's always worked. I don't know why you're surprised. (laughs) 
Now, Marn has given a suggestion that we will come back to another day. <laughs> I'm scared. What's Is that the time loop one? Yes, it's the time loop one. All right. <laughs> Y'all get ready for that shit. That's every podcast, right? <laughs> Everything that's got like a set structure. It's just I a mean, time loop where you talk about something new each time. But this time we're going to talk about the there's Evergreen. There's that idea of like, oh, a movie or a play is a time loop, right? That nobody in the in the thing recognizes. Like the structure of a movie itself is a time loop. I'd say movie, no, play, yes. Podcast, yes? Podcast, yes. So like... No, podcast, no. Podcast, no? Podcasts aren't trying to do the same thing. Like they're not... They're not you're trying to stick to a same like same beats, but you're not trying mm-hmm. to do the same day in the same way that a time loop is. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I feel Absolutely. like a, pl- a play a is play. You do it every. You do the same thing. You're doing the same thing every day. Right. You are in a time loop. Exactly. Yes. 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 Improv show. No, but I do feel like it in the audience. <laughs> I've been here before. How did this hour turn into three? I've only been to one bad improv show, but boy, do I think about that one bad improv show a lot more than any of the good ones I've ever been at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a chair-based bracket podcast to find the best means of sitting. Theodore Monk, Four Whole Moons. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. What's your favorite chair? Beanbag. Really? How's your back doing? My back's been fucked since day one. Yeah, is it because you sit in a fucking beanbag? You no, I don't. I don't have a beanbag. No, my like not like uh, a big plush chair is like the answer to this question. That's the best place to sit. No, no. What no, do you think no. it is? Maybe when you're a teenager and you're young and spry, but absolutely not. All I want is to sit in a cocoon. I get that. A blanket can get you there, and you know what? You know what the best play- way to sit is, Andrew? I know how this is going to sound coming out of my fucking mouth. Wrong? But ha- have you sat in a Lazy Boy recently? <laughs> have you sat in a proper reclining chair with the big arms? I know I just turned arms, 30, but I'm not that old. The big arms and the legs, and you put the legs back, and suddenly you're like, I get it. No, I, understand. I, I, don't, I don't like recliners. Why not? I don't know. Something about them. They just don't, I don't feel good in them. They don't feel comfortable to me. They feel like too much work for, like, you're just like, oh, we made it work. It's like we made a chair that's uncomfortable because you have to pull a fucking lever to get into a chair that's also still not super comfortable. You are out of your gourd. When is the last time? I would rather lay on a couch than sit on a recliner. I, I will sit in a recliner every day if there is one. It is so nice to just pop them back. Bam, legs up. Bam, I'm tilting back. I'm looking up at the ceiling. I'm sitting there. I've got my whiskey in hand. All the kids are playing on the porch again. Time to turn on the old football game and see how those Hawks are doing. And Andrew, I'm 47. I just, I feel like uh, this is the fucking fancy lad answer. The best place to sit is on a chaise lounge where you just get like, what if we had a fainting couch? Yeah. What if we had a chair that was just like long? It's just a long chair. That's perfect. (laughs) Like a love seat. Do you you fuck with love seats? I'll fuck with a love seat. I can lay down on a love seat. 
Mm-hmm. A love seat's great because you can get the sideways sit where you're yes. like popping the legs up the side, your head's off the other side, like you are sitting on it long ways. Like that rules. Exactly. You don't have to recline it. You don't have to engage with mechanics. Yeah, but that one is also like turning your back into a lowercase c. <laughs> like, <laughs> so is the world. I sit at a computer for 12 hours a day. My couch isn't the thing that's fucking me. Okay, underrated full underway underrated uh seat option is the floor. Sitting on the floor. Unmatched. Yeah, no, I sit on the floor a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't talk Ma- about this often, but no, I, I'm a floor sitter. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to sit on the floor. You're back against the wall, back against the couch. You're looking up at things. Like it's I, nice. I, I actively sit on the floor with my back against the couch. Sam treats me like I'm like a pariah for doing it. No, you're a floor kid. It's fine. It's okay to be a floor kid. You can sit at a coffee table and eat easier doing that. Mm-hmm, you don't have to mm-hmm. fucking hunch like a gargoyle. Coffee tables, can we say, one of the biggest fucking ripoffs. Garbage tables. Can't do shit about shit. Mm-mm. Can't do anything with them. They no, just fucking sit there. I know people are going to come at us and say, actually, coffee tables are great. I have a coffee table that you can like release Bend the top up. of it and bring yeah, it- up to me. Oh, fuck cool. you. That's not a coffee table yeah, then. That's great a coffee... job with your standing desk. Exactly. Like, um, like, no, that's absurd. We don't have a coffee table in our living room. What we have is we have an ottoman with a little, like, a little fucking thing we got from Ikea. Like, big tray from Ikea that sits on there. So if we need a solid surface, boom, there it is. Otherwise, you put your fucking feet up. Because that's what I, you want to do with a coffee table. You want to put your fucking feet up, but you can't because someone's got their, their damn sandwich on there. I have too much clutter in my life to get away with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm like my mm-hmm, coffee mm-hmm. table's got too much shit on it. I feel you, and see that's the other problem with coffee tables. They just become magnets. They become magnets for shit. Mm-hmm, you don't need mm-hmm, that. You don't mm-hmm. need that in your life. Hey, Amen. You got. <laughs> so this is you... us talking about time loops, right? No, this is a bracket tournament. Never mind. Never mind. We are. Yeah, no. I was like, damn, we're way off topic, aren't we? <laughs> I do want to hit as we're talking about different topics. Tanner Sparky Upstart here suggests uh, Podcast Minds Coffee Shop AU. Which one of us is the person working at the coffee shop? Never mind, it's you. <laughs> I'm, Never yeah, mind. I'm, yeah. Which one of us does the work around here? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, you're the one who's tired and just trying to make <laughs> I ask for a tall black iced coffee and you're like, yeah, here you go. And then I keep standing there and I'm just talking your fucking ear off while you're trying to do anything else. Yeah, no, I I talk about it like uh, like like I'm the person behind the co- the counter and you're a customer that's doing nothing. But like, I know better than that. You're behind the you're behind the desk with me. Uh, but mm-hmm, I'm the mm-hmm. one that is upset about having to work, and you're the one that's just like, boy, I love talking to these customers. No, no, I'm not a boy. I love talking to this customers. Person, I think don't let. It, no, I think in the. The in coffee the shop AU. AU where the coffee shop is the metaphor for the podcast minds. Uh-huh. I think that you like talking to customers mm-hmm. metaphorically. I, I can see this. I, you- I Man, I love Clerks 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi-ho! 
Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie eating contest. That's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words Podcast, only on the Moonshot Network.